On the outside, real estate agents are an upbeat and personable bunch, but they're not necessarily known for being funny. In fact, the industry as a whole tends to take itself really seriously. That's just what Eric Simon thought when he started his real estate career in Los Angeles three years ago. As a new agent, Eric saw himself and his colleagues playing the role of successful agent while secretly struggling to make a living. Rather than become disillusioned, Eric found humor in his situation. In 2015, Eric co-founded The Broke Agent, an entertainment website and media company providing an honest take on a sometimes ridiculous, occasionally pathetic, but always funny side of life in the real estate business. Eric's articles, videos, and social posts have been liked and shared by countless fans, earning The Broke Agent over 55,000 followers on Instagram alone. In this interview, Eric explains the pitfalls of adopting a typical real estate persona and how modern agents should be using their personality and technology to craft a memorable brand that attracts the right people. This is Greg Fisher from Fred Real Estate Group in Bend, Oregon. I'm Raj Kassar from the Boutique Real Estate Group in Orange County, California. Hi, this is Eric Simon from The Broke Agent, and you're listening to The Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. Eric, this is super exciting for me. You know, I wanted to have you on the show because I think what you're doing is really shining a light on the struggles of being an agent. So, for those that don't know about The Broke Agent, tell us a little about it, a little bit about it, and what inspired you to start it. Well, The Broke Agent is a continuously evolving company. Um, right now, I'd say it's an entertainment, comedy, real estate, media company. And it started off as a social media account, a Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And really what I did was just come up with problems that were happening in my daily life as a real estate agent and would just tweet it out and then take a photo of that and post it to Instagram. And it ended up getting a lot of traction. So I eventually switched into a blog and continued the content, started producing videos, music videos, and now it's a big content producing machine. And, um, yeah. And, and tell me about the audience. Like how big is your reach? Just so people have some context. I got the exact numbers for you just because okay. I, 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 I look at them every five seconds. So I know what I'm doing here. All right. It's 55.8 thousand on Instagram and 11,500 on Facebook and Twitter is about 45,203. I don't that, know if that's the exact number. But. That, that, is, that is no small feat for those listening. If you've ever tried to build an audience uh, and if you didn't <laughs> just go out and pay for Twitter followers, that getting people to actually sign up to follow you is you got to do something interesting. This is this is really great. So do you think real estate agents take themselves too seriously? Is that like part of the reason that you started this thing? Yeah, Um the reason I started this thing is because as a, I've been in real estate since I was 23 years old, I'm 26 now, and I didn't find any content that I really wanted to look at. It was all how to be a better real estate agent, how to improve your clientele, how to improve your interaction with your other agents, with other clients, and just how to be better. Yeah. And I was wanted to take the other approach and be like, 
well, there's no actual entertainment in the industry. <laughs> and you know, there, there's no, there's no jokes. There's no humor. People do take themselves too seriously. A lot of agents put on this kind of mythological, you know, mythological approach that all they're doing is selling homes and working for their client. And then there's no actual human being behind that person. So I kind of wanted to make something that's authentic and show it to everybody. It's been pretty well received. You, you also talk about like some of the real thoughts that agents have about their clients that may the not, dark thoughts. yeah, that may not be as, you know, publicly PC. Correct. Uh, uh, and that stuff gets a ton of likes and shares. I mean, it's crazy how much attention that gets. Yeah. Uh, so the good thing about Instagram is, is your clients don't have to see you liking it or sharing it. So yeah. if I post something that's kind of down on one of my clients or a buyer's not responding to one of my texts and I post about that and you want to react to it on Instagram, it's a private forum. Yeah. So you don't have to share that on your Facebook page or retweet it to laugh about it. So a lot of people are kind of skeptical and being like, why would you ever show a broke agent post? But you don't have to. You can just laugh about it on Instagram. So yeah. that's the good part about it. But when you originally created the broke agent, you did yes. it you did it anonymously, right? I did because I was scared of my brokerage. <laughs> and how did how did I was there... scared of my brokerage, I was scared of my dad, and I I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> okay, so tell me about the dad piece. Is he in the business as well? Is that why? My, yeah, my dad is a real estate developer in Tucson, Arizona, okay. and he's 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 supporting the hell out of this thing now. Okay. But at, at the beginning, you know, he was skeptical and thought it would be detrimental to my real estate career because I am a residential salesman here in Los Angeles. Um, and then also for my brokerage, my brokerage was, I worked at Hilton and Highland um, in Beverly Hills, which is a super boutique luxurious firm. And obviously I didn't want to tarnish their image. So I kind of went Batman incognito on them. Yeah. And, I, I I think, I think I took a picture of you next to a Batman, uh, in you did. New York That's City. right. In New York. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had to give that guy 15 bucks for a picture with him. Oh, uh, you know, you're, you're in the big city, man. You got to pay for it. That's um, right. So tell me about like the sort of, before we get into the nuts and bolts of like what it's like to be an agent, tell me yeah. about the, the ramifications on your business in doing this. Like, has it helped you? So I don't cross promote my personal business with the broke agent. Yeah. Um, in terms of my friends, it's helped me because I wasn't, like I said, promoting the hell out of myself on social media as a real estate agent because I kind of fell into the career. Yeah. I, I worked at the Laugh Factory Comedy Club before. So it's helped me in the sense that now my friends and family members are aware that I'm working in real estate, but I haven't like cross promotioned it where I'd promote one of my listings or use my audience for that yet. So in the short run, I'd say it's helped me. Yeah. And so this is not something you would necessarily suggest that agents go out and try and create their own version of, uh, you know, <laughs> sarcasm on the web. Well, good luck doing it as good as this, not to be, <laughs> not to be cocky about it, but, um, but it is hard. Know, it is hard work. I mean, I know that. It, yeah. It, it, it's hard work to keep taking this sarcastic approach to it. Um, but I, I do recommend as an agent to just be as authentic as possible. I know that's like a buzzy, a buzzy word that everybody uses, but I think that's kind of what the broke agent preaches is that behind that, again, mythological approach that you're taking with the motivational quotes and posting yourself in front of caravan and showings and acting like that's all you do, that 
the who you are as a person is kind of the more well-received approach. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. what what made you decide to get into the business? I mean, your dad's a developer, so that's not, right. it's not like he's, he was a broker doing residential sales right. and you're like, Hey, I'll follow in my dad's footsteps. No. <laughs> he's well, also in Tucson, Arizona and I wanted to get the hell out of there. So okay. All right. It's a he, little, he does a, he does a great job. Don't get me wrong. So, but what, you know, what was the interest? You could have done a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Well, I dated, um, quote unquote, the receptionist at my old brokerage. I hope she doesn't hear this and I hope <laughs> she, she won't hear this. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of, I was in between jobs after the, I quit the laugh factory. I was seeing the receptionist at this brokerage and she asked if I wanted a temporary two week position there and I needed some money. So I became the receptionist at the brokerage and I stayed for a couple months after that because I learned everybody's name and just loved the system and loved all the action that was going on in the building that I eventually got hired as an assistant to, uh, David Kramer out there. And then I eventually became a buyer's agent and then my own agent. So it was a interesting path. And do you like, how has your perspective changed since you started? Well, yeah, that's interesting because I started off as a staff member and then became an assistant. So from a receptionist looking in and taking all the calls and seeing how busy it is and people going in and out, a lot of the people that I saw doing this actually are the people I started to make fun of <laughs> yeah. because I, you know, I get to know them as a person and it seems like they're so busy. They keep walking in and out of the office. They're going to all these showings, but really they're just going to Scarpetta down the street to have a cocktail. You know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of just BS that's happening. So I guess that's kind of what, what's molded my perspective as being a staff member to becoming an agent and how that's evolved. Yeah. And so when I think about that, I go, Hey, you're a couple years in, right? What, if you could tell the you of a few years ago, how should, <laughs> how should you have approached this business? Like to go, become a successful real yeah, estate? Yeah, like to make this, you know, actually work for you as a human and as a right. business. Well, I think joining a team is one of the, the first things, which I did, um, is extremely important because you watch million dollar listings and you see all the other people in the office killing it and making massive commissions. You got, you got to, you got to go in there either with a little bit of money beforehand, knowing that there might be a six month to eight month drought of not getting anything. Yeah. But I, th I think joining a team for the experience and, you know, actually doing the door knocking and cold calling is beneficial to understand that this isn't a business where people hand stuff to you. Yeah. Even though it's kind of labeled as that, where if you know people, you're going to get rich. I went to USC. I know a bunch of people and it's taken a while, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think sitting as many open houses as possible. I mean, I mean, there's a formula, right? Like everybody, everybody, I, I'm not here to preach how to be a better real estate agent. Cause that's not what I do. You could go to Tom Ferry for that. So, <laughs> but I, I would definitely join a team. Yeah. Um, you have created a ton of content for the broke agent, um, that really sort of, you know, set you guys apart. You definitely got a, a fantastic sense of humor. You write really well. Um, what were some of the challenges of getting that machine off the ground and then keeping it off afloat? Well, to be honest, at the beginning, it was very well received just because there's nothing else like it out there. Yeah. So it, it's not an overnight success. Um, by any means, because this has been a year and a half in the making to get those numbers. But I guess the major challenges is keep 
to keep coming up with the material every day. Was that your question? The major challenges? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. you know, you say that lightheartedly, like, Oh, uh -huh. it was a year and a half in the making, but there right. are, there are lots of people that try to build an audience. And, you know, three years later, they've got, you know, 1500 or 2,500 people on their Facebook right. page. It's not that easy to tell you. The right. Truth. Well, funny is a drug, you know, yeah. funny is the gateway drug <laughs> to content. Basically. People, people like funny. That's yeah. just, that's just how life is. And yeah. when you're a real estate agent and you're sitting at a dead open house and you're at an inspection and that thing that is going off, I don't know if you know, it's the, uh, the carbon monoxide thing is beeping in your ear and you're just losing your mind and you're like, I need a break. I need a comedic break from this. And that's why this has got so much success is because we're giving that to them. You know, the other thing that we see agents struggling with is actually getting people to interact with their content. So assuming, yeah. I mean, I know that you're not here to sort of tell people how to be a better, better agent, but I think right. you're, you're an excellent marketer. How, Thank you. How, how do people, like, how should agents think about their content in a, in the context of trying to drive awareness for their business? Right. Well, Marguerite, the, uh, you know, her, the ambassador, um, Marguerite Gregor. Yeah. yeah. Marguerite Gregor. I couldn't pronounce her last, last name. That's why I didn't say it, but That's she's right. got a good thing going where she's super authentic and she's known as the skydiving agent. Yep. So what I kind of preach is to, to pick a niche, pick something that you like and formulate your content around that because you'll eventually attract the right clientele that also shares those opinions as you. Yeah. So I love sports and all my clients love sports and it's just, it's something fun to talk about. So I guess kind of picking, picking your own niche and not just posting about real estate, mixing some of your personal stuff in there as well. You know, it, it's like notifying without annoying basically, because you do want to update everybody what you're doing. Yeah. But if you're one of those guys on Facebook that's posting, you know, a picture of yourself in a, in a hard hat at a construction site every day at development projects, like you're just, you're come off as lame and yeah. no one wants to work with you. Yeah. And I'm assuming you use some tools out there. Like what do you, what are you doing to be the one man show that runs this thing? Because you do have a job where you actually, you know, have to sell real estate. What? How, yeah, no, I do. I, <laughs> how do you, how do you get it done? Like, how do you get all this stuff done? Well, um, I've been spending most of my time on the broke agent. Yeah. Um, my, my father wouldn't like to hear that, <laughs> but I, you know, it, the, the great part about this is the more real estate stuff I do, the more content I get. Yeah. So, you know, I just had a showing today and I got two or three tweets out of it yeah. and I'm not doing that for the tweets. I'm just saying they come hand in hand. Yeah. So, uh, you know, creating a blog post, creating a tweet and Instagram post is pretty effortless for me. Yeah. So as far as like the time consumption goes, um, you know, I, I want to devote more attention to real estate. And it's just, it's easy because it's three or four pieces of content a day, which some people may think is a lot, but I have so much stuff written down and I'm, I'm pretty quick at formulating it that yeah. I think it's, it's been kind of, you know, second nature at this point. And have you expanded into any other platforms? Are you playing with Snapchat? Are you doing sort of live video on a more regular basis? Do you not follow me on Snapchat? I don't follow you on Snapchat. Oh, okay. Well you should. I got, I have a bunch of followers on Snapchat actually. You didn't so, mention it, so I wanted to bring it up. Okay, yeah. Um, I am exploring Snapchat, and I think Snapchat's going to be great for real estate because you could take a quick live video and send it to your client. 
I mean, there's, there's nothing better than that, especially with Facebook live also. Also, it's a great way to show who you are as a person outside of real estate. Like I'm not snapping myself during showings. I'm not snapping myself in the car on the way to a showing, even though I, I actually did that yesterday. So people are going to think I'm full of crap, but I just did that to mix in. So people would actually think I'm doing real estate stuff also. Well, so, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess the thing that the challenge or the, where I might challenge you is like, Hey, most agents and most brokerages have a really tough time creating content, right. even, even though it's like, it's the currency of communication on the web. It's still really tough. So when mm -hmm. you say, or when I hear other people say, Hey, they should use Snapchat or it's really going to work. Like that seems to me like another shiny object that people are going to chase. It, I mean, for some people it is not everybody should be on Snapchat. You kind of got to pick your, pick your medium, you know? Um, I, I'm great at creating char characters. I, with those filters on Snapchat, I have like a kind of scared buyer character named Brandon. I have an intense real estate coach. So for me, it's great for creating characters within the industry. Yeah. But you know, like you said, is it being a shiny object for some realtors? It is, and they shouldn't touch it because some people suck on camera. So, you know, I mean, you got to pick your hot spots here. Not everybody could be on everything for me being a content media producing company, I kind of have to be. And I've actually found a good way to approach each one of them. Yeah. So, you know, we know real estate is getting more and more competitive and not just from people joining it, but just that, mm -hmm. you know, consumers attention span and different business models that make it easier for consumers to get access to properties. It seems like branding or marketing is becoming more and more important. Like you can't just sign up to Hilton and Highlands and all of a sudden, you know, have a, a brand for yourself. How, what do you recommend to people today? Like if you have friends that say, Hey, Eric, I want to get into the business. Right. What do you, what do you tell them? Um, apart from joining a team, like as far as marketing, yeah. yeah. Marketing themselves. yeah like how do they build a brand? Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the trick, right? Um, I mean, you want to be on socials. Like I said, you want to kind of pick your spot and you want to develop a Facebook audience, a Twitter audience, a Snapchat audience. Um, because even though kind of contradictory to what I've been saying about that mythological approach, you do want to notify people that you are in real estate and social media has finally allowed you a free way to do that yeah. without paying for leads through Zillow or paying for coaching or something like that. So, I mean, definitely creating your own socials, um, is part of it. And like I said, tying in your personal interests as well to create your brand, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, social media is extremely important, but uh, you know, a lot of agencies provide branding for their specific agents as well. So not, not all agents could go out and produce their own brand. So, but I, th I think formulating your social media presence is huge. And I mean, video is great. Getting your, getting your face out there as much as possible and letting people know who you are is key. And on the flip side of that, what do you think that agents should stop doing? Like, you know, I could reference some of the jokes, but Right. When, when you talk about it, what do you think is really killing, you know, their brand and their reputation? Well, just the sell, sell, sell approach. Like I, I've worked with some agents that are so down their client's throat and they give them no space. I just, I don't think that works. Like the whole, the whole point of this industry is to be as personable as possible. I mean, you're working with a relationship, you're working with an agent, you're basically in a relationship with that person for three or four months. Yeah. So I, I think knowing your boundaries 
and self-awareness is just so key. You know, don't be someone you're not like, you know, don't throw on the suit, drive the car and try to act like you're this real estate agent. If, if you're not, because so many people, so many people choose it as a secondary career and try to just create this image. Like they're, you know, they're the Altman brothers for million dollar listing or something like that. Yeah. And and they got a great thing going. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like a lot of people try to emulate that. And it's just, it's the business is becoming oversaturated with copycats. It's like just these, these clones, these sell, sell, sell clones with their suits and their selfies, you know, don't take in-car selfies. (laughs) You know, that's my main thing. (laughs) But don't don't you think that that's how we learn. Like we're sort of like monkeys, right? We go, Oh, million dollar listing. I didn't know it was possible to do that or be on a show or do whatever the things that these people are doing. Don't you think that that's like the kindergarten aspect? You, It, it is, but that's such a small percentage of the actual real estate population. Like the reason this is called the broke agent is because a massive population of agents are doing 30, 40 grand a year, three or four sales. Yeah. So yeah, like try to get on a show and try to be like that. But one person in every brokerage, if that will succeed like that. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't try your hardest to, you know, market yourself. It's just, you know, I have, I have all the right tools in place for, to be a successful real estate agent. And I'm finding it just as hard as anybody. Yeah. Now I'm in Los Angeles. I went to USC. I was at a great brokerage. Like, you know, it was aligned for me. Yeah. It's just, it's tough. Do you find, do you, would you, consider yourself successful? Uh, a successful agent. Yeah. Um, last year was my best year actually. Um, so I guess I'd consider myself a moderately successful agent in the market of Los Angeles. Um, you know, this year has been tough, but I have a lot of friends that are now looking for condos in Brentwood and Santa Monica and stuff. So it's, it's going to come around for me, but you know, a lot of my focus, like I said, is on the broke agent. So it's kind of hard to go after both brands. Yeah. Yeah. Completely understand. Yeah. Hey, hey, Eric, I really appreciate the time for you to chat with me. I love reading your stuff for everyone listening. If you have not taken a look at the broke agent, you should definitely go to the site. You should definitely go to Instagram, go on the Facebook page. It will make you pee in your pants sometimes. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's really, it's really, really funny. New um, rap video coming out also. <laughs> you know what? It's going to offend some people, but it is so funny. Um, <laughs> what's the best way for people to find out more about you? Um, go to at the broke agent on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Snapchat and go on www.thebrokeagent.com for all the blogs for the shop. We got awesome t-shirts coming out with a book pretty soon. The key to surviving real estate. And I have a new rap video launching on Monday that doesn't drop the F bomb as many times as the last one. So it'll be shareable. Awesome. (laughs) Eric, keep it up. Great to chat with you. All right. Thanks, Seth. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com slash podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The 
The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.